The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Dion Fanning, associate editor with the Currency, is with me now. Dion, a dream can never die. The European Super League is back. Some some romantic stories, Kieran, are just <laughs> too romantic to go away. They won't. You know, true love. We're approaching Valentine's Day and true love will always find a way. <laughs> then listen, for people at home who wonder what the hell are they blathering on about, remind us about the European Super League. What was the suggestion? The European Super League was a plan launched uh, in April 2021 for um, 12 of the biggest clubs in, in Europe uh, to have a, a breakaway Super League. Um, it was formed with uh, Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, six English clubs, and it fell apart through the mobilization of, of kind of, of, of pop populism, really. I think it was Gary Neville on Sky uh, uh, got people going. It was seen as this attempt by the elite to, to attack the game. There was a lot of truth in it. One of the, one of the huge problems with it was that it was going to be a closed league for for these clubs, and that was a problem. And uh, it collapsed. Clubs pulled out. Interestingly, the clubs that pulled out first were probably the clubs at the time who had less need for a re a. a redrawn uh, distributive model of, of finances in football. So Chelsea were the team then owned by Roman Abramovich who decided that they wouldn't want any part of this elitist nonsense and would <laughs> would, would stick with, with the way things were working out fine for them. Manchester City, the same. The clubs who were most committed to it. The, the champions like, of egalitarianism. Jumped they were, first, they really. were. Yeah, I think the Roman Abramovich was always <laughs> seen as such. Uh, but the clubs that were most committed to it, Liverpool, Manchester United, who had to apologise to their supporters, John Henry at Liverpool had to apologise. They went away with their tails between their legs. They are now both for sale um, or looking for an investment because I think they have they have decided that after trying everything, there is very little that they can do to make their model work against the Petro states. Um, that are dominating the Premier League. This, anyway, that that's we might come back to that because that 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 is also yes. shifting in the is shifting in the last week. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 clubs that remained: Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona. They remain committed to this beautiful notion of of European Super League. Uh, they they took their case. There is still awaiting a ruling. They took their case to the, the court of European Court of Justice. Um, but in December, the Advocate General of the, uh, of the court, whose opinion isn't binding on the court, but is followed in huge majority of cases, basically ruled more or less in favour of UEFA and said okay. that their model, uh, which which the Super League had challenged, um, was was important for what they called the European uh, sports model. Um, which is basically the football, in this case, the football pyramid. Okay. That you can, in theory, begin, like, carry or in, in the in the first division of the League of Ireland this this year, and in theory, in in three years' time, they could be playing in the Champions League. Um, that's the theory. Uh, so that brings us to the latest proposal then, which deals, some say, with some of these concerns. What is it? Well, the latest proposal 
is that no longer will it be a, a shut-off league for just the elite, that it will be a league of a multi-division competition between 60 and 80 teams um, with no permanent members. And there will be uh, relegation and promotion within that league, within those divisions. Um, now, how you get into those divisions I, I, I maybe remains to be seen. They say that this has been done in consultation with there's a there's a there's a company called A22 that are that are, that are driving this and they say they've they've had detailed conversations with more than 50 clubs around Europe on the financial problems that are facing them and this is the model that they've come up with like the the, the biggest hurdle i would say to this is how badly the first the first attempt was handled like mm. anyone could have told them that this like would you trust the people who made such a hames of launching this the first time that it's taken them nearly two years to come back and go with something that actually people might be open to and this was the thing they left they made it so easy for the people who who opposed it when there was probably a case if you came along and said we're talking about clubs in in places like Dublin, in places like Copenhagen, in places like Lisbon, in places like Glasgow, getting more regular. And in, in Dublin and, and Dublin's case, you know, any kind of high, really high level football yeah. uh, in at a high level league. And at the moment, despite the idea of the European sports model or the football pyramid, that remains really fanciful for these big cities in small jurisdictions. So what they're coming at now is probably what they should have done in the first place. And it does, one of the rulings of, one of the opinions of the Advocate General was that the closed model that they were proposing, the UEFA and FIFA, because of their commitment to the to a football pyramid and because of their obligation to, to nurture all levels of the football pyramid, this closed model ran counter to that right. so this is this is one of their uh this is their attempt to kind of cut that argument off all but right whether it succeeds it, it remains to be seen but there there is clearly something happening in terms of european football and the way it is financed that mm. means that i don't think it is actually going to go away and i think there is some validity to uh re reshaping it even though this has been again yeah. met with scorn by lots of lots of people all right we have to wait and see where it goes listen before you go qatar want to buy united that's what you alluded to earlier is that it well i was well actually i was alluding to manchester city being charged by the premier league but uh i've just i've lost track of my controversial petro well, states <laughs> well exactly um well qatar coming in uh, I, amnesty international have already put out a statement saying that this again demonstrates the failure of the Premier League to really get on top of of, of ownership in the Premier League. Um, and if Qatar or uh, Emirs in Qatar, because Qatar uh, also already own PSG, so there's there's a need for a change in regulation there if they were to actually buy Manchester United. But that's happily, it's only, uh, it's only an, an individual connected to Qatar. Um, but again, it shows the problems in in the model that the Premier League more than any other league has embraced and why Juventus well, and Real Madrid and Barcelona in particular have remained so dogged with this idea that they 
have to reform how European football is structured to try and counter the light touch regulation that there's yeah. been in the Premier League in terms of who can own the clubs. Listen, Dion, thanks a million for that. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Dion Fanning is Associate Editor with The Currency. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.